Hello, hello, and welcome to today's Coffee and Clarity Chat. I am your host, Robin Chevry, business and clarity coach for badass women wanting to turn their passion and purpose into a business and life that they love. Um, today, I have Miss Claire Ashton joining me. She is just an incredible woman. I'm so excited for you to hear uh, from her today. She is a health and wellness coach for moms. Um, I met her on a retreat in Bali in person, but we worked together in a mastermind and, and things um, since then. And she's just an incredible human being, an incredible mom, and she has such an amazing story of overcoming and just creating incredible things in her life when she made the decision to do that. And so I can't wait for you to hear from her today. So Claire, welcome, welcome. I'm so excited to chat with you. No, oh, thank you. A lovely introduction. Thank you so much. No, you're I'm so, so excited welcome. to be here as well. Yeah, welcome. <laughs> So Claire, tell everybody a little bit more about like what you do, what your mission is, and how, how you help these moms. Okay, so basically my mission is to help as many moms as possible to fall back in love with themselves. And it doesn't just have to be mums. I think we all feel like this where we're just not happy with the way we look or um, what we're doing. And so basically I help busy mums because we're all busy, um, achieve a healthy lifestyle. And I do that not through diets, but through changing their mindset and helping them have new habits that are sustainable, they can keep doing, um, that don't take up a lot of time. Yeah, and I love that. And, and it's like really um, goes deeper on what we were talking about the other day, how it really is, you know, like how many times have we all tried a diet and failed or we tried a diet and it worked for a little while, but then we got sidetracked and then we gained all the weight again because we didn't actually change our habits. We were looking for like the magic pill. Um, but your work goes so much deeper than that and really helping them transform the way they think about food and not just food, but the way they think about themselves and just that wholeness feeling every day, which is, that's what it takes for us to feel amazing in our bodies, no matter what size, but you help them get healthy along the way, which is just incredible. And yeah, that's the thing because, you know, we all, I, I think, especially for, for mothers, so our bodies probably change from what they were before and everything else changes. And I think what, what we do is we think, well, I want that body back and everything else will go back. And what we don't realize is that first of all, it's not going to go back. You've got these little people in the world now. Um, but also that actually, even if we hadn't have had children, our bodies would have still changed as we got older. And so they, all my ladies come to me pretty much because they're not happy with something about the way they look. And then when we finish working together, they love the way that they look. And they also have got all these new habits that can help them love the way they look and they love themselves again. Um, and that's something that I think we all, even if we're not a mum, we all need to start practicing doing actually to love ourselves. Yes. Like, and that's, that's where it all starts. That's where it always all starts. So, so Claire, I really want to dive in like to your backstory and like where this all came from, how you got started in doing this and, you know, just kind of share a little bit deeper on how this all started for you. Yeah. So I, um, probably like a lot of other people, I spent my twenties 
yo-yo dieting and by that i mean going on a diet losing the weight stopping the diet putting the weight back on going on another diet etc every single diet you can think of you know low carb high protein low fat um not eating for certain for like loads of hours of the day or um doing low calorie one day and then high calorie whatever it was um i tried i tried juices and milkshakes and meal replacement bars um and pretty much i have done every diet in the world um in my 20s and i got um i got married in my early 30s um, and we decided we were going to, because I was a little bit older, we were going to start trying to have children straight away. So um, I had a very traumatic time where I lost um, two babies. And when I went, when I got pregnant um, the third time, the hospital were like, Do you know what? I think we're going to lose this baby again. And I was just like, I can't, what, what, what is my, what am I doing wrong? What is wrong with my body that I can't just keep a baby? Um, and so I got very low and all that food that I hadn't eaten in my twenties, I suddenly ate and I spent, um, the next eight months, um, of this pregnancy that was, was still there, but it was very, um, very rocky. It was very traumatic. We didn't know whether, um, my baby was going to survive. Um, and I spent pretty much those eight months eating everything I hadn't eaten in my twenties. So all the carbs, all the sugar, all the fat, anything I could get in, and I used it as a complete comfort for the fact that um, my body wasn't doing what it wanted to do. And I gave birth to my son, who's now nearly 12. Um, and I realized that I had put on um, a substantial amount of weight. So the year before, um, I was a size eight. So that's in the UK. So that's a, that's, um, a size four. Um, in the US and I, um, I didn't, I didn't weigh that much. I, I didn't, I was, yeah, so it was a size four, so you can, I wasn't that big. And I weighed myself a couple of weeks after I'd had him and he weighed seven pounds. Um, and I had put on over 90 pounds in weight. And, um, I have a background in personal training, um, and being a nurse. And that was just like, I couldn't believe that I had done that to myself. So I'd, I just ruined, as I thought, my body by just putting all this food into it to try and comfort myself around my son, about being pregnant with my son. And um, I just, that's what happened. And I, I stood in the scales and I was just like, oh my goodness me, what have I done? Um, and the first thing that came into my head was, right, what diet am I going to go on? And I went on the internet and I was like, right, what diet's trendy? What diet? I've got to go and do this, this trendy diet. I think I probably did it for whatever trendy diet it was at the time for a couple of weeks. Um, and then I just thought, no, no, no. Something just happened. I was sitting, feeding him one day and I just thought, no, I do not want my child and any future children that I have to have a mother who is constantly damaging their body by going on these diets. And so I did some research and um, I tried a few different things out and I decided that I was going to write my own diet which was a non-diet. Um, and so what I did was I started every day to say something nice about myself to do with my body. Um, and so I started off, I've got, um, I've got quite big green eyes. So I, so I started off saying, well, I have lovely eyes. And then I would say that every day. And then I would say, I have strong legs because I would do a lot of walking with my son. He was born in July, pushing him around London in his pram. Um, and then I'd add to it each day. And what I would do is I would say, right, today I am going to do one thing that is good for my body. And it might be 
um, I'm going to go out and get a really, really nice salad with as many colours in it as possible. Um, and I have nice, I have lovely eyes, I've got strong legs, I'm a great mum and I'm going to do it. And every day I would add to it. So after a little while, so it was very slow, after a little while I was like, right, you know what? I want to look after my body and therefore I'm going to um, eat as healthily as I can. Um, and so, right, I'm going to go and have, um, I'm going to go and grill my meat. I'm going to go and get as many colours in as possible. And each day I would do it. And you know what? If actually one day I went out with some friends and had a piece of cake, then rather than what I would used to do in my 20s, which would be to like, oh my goodness, um, the world has ended because I've eaten the cake. I might as well just go and eat everything in the world. I was just like, do you know what? Today I ate a piece of cake. But tomorrow I'm going to say three things nice about myself and do something else for my body. So I was going to say, right, so I've got strong legs. I'm a great mom. I've got beautiful eyes. Um, and um, I don't know what, what, else, what else it might be. And I used to have them all written down so I could say them each day. And I'm going to treat my body well today by doing this. So I got into a spring of it. So basically what happened in a very short story was each day I would be eating foods that I thought would nourish me. So I knew that if I could get them as brightly colored as possible and with as um, few um, added things. So if I, could try, if I could cook something from scratch rather than buying something ready-made, then I knew exactly what was going into it. So I knew that it was nourishing my body. And the thing is that because I breastfed my son for the few, first few months, I, it was kind of like, well, I want to eat really good really healthy food so that it would nourish him as well um, and the one thing that people always ask me how did you do it was that I would always promise myself that if I wanted some chocolate because that's my downfall then I would have chocolate on a Saturday and that would get me through the whole week the whole week of um, having all this lovely nourishing food it was like I don't know if I want some rubbish chocolate I can have it on a Saturday I don't want my good quality chocolate, but if I really want some rubbishy chocolate, then I can have it on a Saturday. And it would get to Saturday, um, and I'd kind of forgotten that that's what I wanted to do, so I wouldn't have it. And then I'd go, oh, it's Sunday. I wouldn't have my chocolate. Okay, well, next Saturday, I'm going to have some chocolate. And sometimes I did have the chocolate, sometimes I didn't. But it just got me through um, that week. And it was never, if I wanted something, I knew that I was going to be able to have it. So it was never like when I, a lot of diets are quite restrictive. So it's like, no, you can't have chocolate. That's a bad thing. So I was like, no, if I want some chocolate, I'm going to go and have it on Saturday. Sometimes on Saturday, I would eat too much chocolate. But it was fine because I knew that I could do it. Um, and then he was about 10 months old and I went back to work. We have quite a good um, system in the UK where you can take quite a lot of time off work um, and get paid for it. And I went back to work at 10 months old and I'd lost all that 90 pounds. Um, and I didn't count a calorie and I didn't restrict myself and I didn't um, go on anything faddy I just ate food that was real um, which was a lot enlightening for me um, and so I call it my no diet basically my no diet diet um, and then I got pregnant my, as soon as I went back to work I got pregnant um, um, and it was, it was a different pregnancy a second time and I just never ever and I've gone on to have four children um, I've never ever regained that weight that's amazing. And after 12 years, like yeah, 12 years. incredible yeah. thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's, you know, you said a few things that resonated with me and one of them is definitely chocolate is my downfall too. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think like labeling foods as good or bad yeah. versus just saying like, what can I do to nourish myself today? And yeah. 
it's amazing how us as, as not just moms, but as women, like when you said you're breastfeeding your son and you're like, what can I do to nourish him? Right? Like we will do it for other people, but sometimes we have to have that little push to say, I need to do this for myself. Right. Because we, and it's such a great example of how you have to nourish yourself to nourish other people. Um, in that way, like not just breastfeeding, but in, in every area of our life, right? Like if we are not full and radiant and nourished and feeling amazing, how can we give that energy to other people if we don't even have it? Um, and I think it's, it's such a critical, critical thing. And like, this goes really well with a lot of the work that I do because, um, it's really around like setting goals. And so we get to this point where we're like, I have this goal, I have this deadline, I have this timeline, I have to, you know, hit the certain goal by the certain time. And, you know, obviously speaking with you, it would be, I have to lose this much weight in this much time, right? So we look, and that's why I think we go to these diets because that's how we're trained to hit goals. Yeah. Go to these diets looking for the quick fix. And we don't actually change the long-term, you know, way we're behaving and the way we're thinking because the most powerful way to look at your goals is say, well, when I hit that goal, what is it, what is the feeling I'm trying to create? Right. And that's what you're doing. And that's what you did every day telling yourself, you know, like I have beautiful eyes, you know, I'm a great mom. I'm, you know, full of energy today. I'm going to nourish my body today and take care of myself and love myself. And that's the feeling that we're all looking for by trying to take off those 10 pounds or those 90 pounds or whatever it is. Right. And so if we can start creating that today, it just happens naturally in our habits because that's the person that we've become. And that's, I think why you kept it off, which is just, it's amazing that you've, you've done that. And now you help other people do it. (laughs) As I say, I say this to just not just to moms, but to anyone really is that, and I say it a lot, um, if you ever follow me on Instagram, um, you can't pour from an, from an empty cup. So if I haven't filled myself up with um, self-belief and self-love, then I can't then go and give that to other people. So I can't then go and give that to my clients. And I can't then go and give that to my partner or my parents or my children or my friends. Um, and I think that as women, um, and especially mothers, we just were so used to giving, 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 giving to everyone else as you know, saying, like, I'm going to give this, I'm going to do that for work, I'm going to do this for my partner, I'm going to do this for someone else. And actually, we then end up getting empty. Um, and it's we need to fill ourselves up first before we can then go and give that out to other people. Yeah, it's, it's so true. And I think, like, anybody listening or hearing this message today, like, if you take anything away from this, like, that's the piece you need to hear. And I just see so many women and something I've struggled with myself, right? Like we, we want to pour ourselves into everybody and everything else, um, but ourselves. But when we are more full and when we are showing up as our best and highest self, like we can give more and we still feel good. Like we don't have to give every last drop of energy to everyone else. So, and I think that as women, it's considered that it's, it's considered, I don't know, um, selfish and we feel guilty if we do anything for ourselves. Um, and I don't know where this has come from, but I presume it's just come down the generations of women. But yeah, um, yeah we just, we, and I deal, a lot of my clients have mum guilt um, or mom guilt, you might call it. So mum guilt, where they just, they feel guilty if they're doing something for themselves and they feel guilty if they're not doing something for themselves and they feel guilty if they're not doing something for work. And then if, and it's just, it's all this guilt going around. Um, and actually when we take a step back and we start to look after ourselves um, that's some of the mindset things I do with my clients. 
is we just take a step back and we start to work with us first, then actually we realize we're not being selfish. It's completely opposite. We're actually being selfless because once we can get ourselves sorted out, we can then give more to other people. Yes. And like that is such a key mindset shift right there because we don't even realize that's happening. Like we have these subconscious thoughts, right? And we don't realize that when we, when we put others, you know, somebody else's needs in front of our own, that we have this programming. And I think it's just, like you said, generational roles of women, like this is what a woman is supposed to be in the, you know, in society as her role in society. Um, she is the caregiver. She is the mother, right? So she takes care of everyone else and makes sure they're fed and, you know, all of those things and takes care of the household. And so when that guilt happens, we don't, we're not consciously recognizing it, but we're just, we're just doing the thing for someone else instead. And then, yeah, that's when like, obviously we burn out and we get to the point where it's like, no, I have to, but when we change that one thought and we say like, no, this isn't selfish. This is, you know, um, not only your birthright to take care of your own self, but you're the only one that's going to do it. Right. And, and you can pour so much into more of your pour so much more into other people. Um, when you're, when you're whole and you have to be whole as a person. So yeah, I think that is like such a, such a key point right there. Um, that shame and that guilt and that feeling like you're being selfish and it's just, it's just like simply not true. It's a belief that we've thought over and over and over subconsciously and we just get to change it. And when we work on that, everything else falls into place. And I just love that you do that deeper mindset work because yeah, like we need the freedom from these diets and the way we eat. And like, we all spend so much energy and mind energy and, you know, everything, like just worrying about like, what am I putting into my mouth? And I'm counting calories and I'm like, I can't eat that because that's good. And this is bad. And like, and it changes every day. And it's like, well, how do you even keep up? It's like, no, just nourish yourself, nourish your body. And your body can tell you what you need. Your body will tell you if you need more vegetables or if you need a carbohydrate or, you know, or if you need to Yeah. Once we stop listening to the, I can't have, that's bad in our head. And actually we listen to what our body wants. Um, Our body will tell us if it wants some chocolate. Our body will tell us actually, do you know what? I really want some vegetables. I want a really nice piece of protein or whatever it is. Our body, if we start listening to our bodies, but we're so, we don't, we don't listen to our bodies. We listen to that voice in our head that tells us that we shouldn't we can't, um, we must, we must not, um, instead. Right. Right. So I want to ask you about another huge event in your life that you have, um, just overcome in such a way, like you just, you inspired me so much, especially when we were on that retreat, you know, getting up with your daily habits and it's just, it's non-negotiable for you. And it's not because of, it's not like a fear-based habit that you've created for yourself. It's a, this is the kind of person I am to create like the daily exercise habits and getting, you know, outside and, and really focusing in on your body. Um, like we were just talking about and listening to it. So how did all of that play into, um, you know, the, the accident injury, um, that you had? So we were just saying a minute ago about, um, about how we're busy and we're always, um, you know, trying to do different things and, and what that means. And basically what happened was, so this was, um, about nearly three years ago, 
Um, and I was a nurse and I was a personal trainer and I was moving into my coaching. So I had, I'd finished all my um, qualifications. I just got one little qualification um, left. That I was just finishing off. Um, and I was busy. Now, when I say I was busy, I was the queen of busy and I was proud of being the queen of busy. And basically you couldn't out busy me because if you tried to out busy me, I would out, I would then do something else to be busy. And I have four children. I work two jobs um, and um, I was the chair of two charities um, and I was busy. Um, and my friends kept saying to me, especially my, uh, my coaching, my coaching friends and my friends who are coaches. And they would say to me, I think, I think you need to slow down. Like, no, I can't slow down. Um, I need to carry on. I've got to be busy. I'm very, very busy. Um, and looking back on that now, and I'll come back to this in a minute. I know that something else was going on. But at the time, it was like, I must stay busy. I must be the most busiest person in the world because um, I can do everything. I'm the super mom and I'm going to stay busy. And people kept saying to me, I think you should slow down. Yeah, so, and we wear that like a badge of honor. That oh, totally. I was totally yeah. like the badge of honor. Yeah, I was like, I'm the busiest person in the world. Mm. Um, and it was total badge of honor. Um, and I... Um, so they said to me, slow down. So then I thought, no, I'm not going to slow down. I'm going to take something else on. So I was training for, um, it was a half marathon, um, like obstacle course. Um, so 30 miles and then each mile you do a different obstacle. Um, and, and they're fun obstacles and some of the words are fun. They involve water and whatever else. And I was totally, totally trained for it. Went on the day, got my friends. I've got some friends with personal trainers. We we're doing it together. Totally, totally ready for it. And um, I we did our first bit. We ran to our first obstacle. So literally, like, we were not even a mile in. And there was a, um, about an eight-foot wall. Now, I'm five foot four. So um, I, an eight-foot wall is quite, quite a difference to what I am. And so I saw this wall. So I don't know how I'm going to get over this wall. But I got to the wall first because I like being first because I'm the most busy, blah, blah, blah. And all my other team were behind me somewhere. And a man said, do you want me to help you over the wall? So I was like, yeah, that's great. I must get over the wall. Must be like totally like first. Um, and as he went to help me over the wall, I didn't weigh very much. Um, and um, he was quite strong. And he catapulted me over the wall. And rather than my idea was that I'd get to the top and then he would help me slowly get down, I went straight over the top of the wall and landed on my leg. Um, and then got up um and tried to uh, carry on and realized that i couldn't put any pressure on my leg what basically happened was i'd smashed my entire left leg um i'd broken uh completely smashed two of the bones in my leg and i'd smashed my kneecap um and i went to hospital still thinking that they were just going to send me home and tell me i twisted my knee or something um went to hospital and there's a lot of very serious looking doctors now I, my background i was a nurse at the time so i'm used to doctors and i know the serious face and i was like oh what do they keep putting a serious face on near me and all these doctors would come around and they were desperate to take me on as a as their case um and i saw like you know probably four different doctors and they were saying you know we need to we need to operate on you and i was like yeah yeah i don't think it's that bad um and I'd completely smashed my leg and they actually said to me that they didn't know if I would ever walk again. And when you are this person who is busy, 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 and of course my job was being a nurse and a personal trainer, 
and I was a mum to four children, being told that they weren't sure whether I was going to walk again was apps. I can still, I can still see myself now. And it was, it was, I just didn't even know what to do. I couldn't even speak. Now, if you, I speak quite quickly. She, that's a quite big thing for me. I just was like, sorry, what? Yeah. And I was like, no, 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 that's fine. It's fine. And then the next surgeon would come and say, we do not know whether you're going to walk again. Um, and that was huge, obviously. Yeah, um, what a huge and it also moment. made me realise it. So I don't know, and people, I don't, I, I believe in a God and I don't know if everyone does, and that, but there's something out there. And everyone said to me, we kept telling you to slow down. It was like we were messengers telling you to slow down and you didn't. And therefore the universe went, right, I am slowing you down because you are not listening to the messages that I'm giving you. And it slowed me down so much, obviously I stopped. Um, and that was possibly a bigger story in my life to overcome than my weight loss. Um, but it was just, it taught me, as I said, I'm going to go back to what I think that busy was that whole busy, busy, busy. Now I can look back on it and I speak to clients, um, about this is that I was, my busyness was a fear of something. Now I, I've looked back and I think it was a fear that I didn't think that I was good enough. I'm not a good enough nurse. I'm not good enough mum. I'm not good enough wife. I'm not a good enough personal trainer. I'm not going to be a good enough coach. I am not good enough. Therefore, I will be as busy as I can to prove to everyone else that I am enough. And it took someone, that poor man, whoever he is, we never knew who he was, um, to actually, for that to happen to me, for, for me to realize that actually I can be as busy as busy can be but I'm not actually going to get anywhere by being that busy. And I'm not going to love myself by being that busy. And it all goes back to that, that diet before was although I'd been doing all this practice and it is practice. It's called practice because we need to practice doing it. Um, there was still something inside me that I hadn't accepted. Um, and I lay, we had, we turned our lounge in our house into, into my room. Basically I had a hospital bed in it and my wheelchair and all my different things that I needed. Um, and I had all this time to suddenly think about what I was gonna do and the fact that I couldn't run around and I couldn't run, could walk um, and do everything. And that was pretty much the turning point in my life of when I gave up my nursing and um, I now coach. Um, and that was really the turning point. I was like, right, I need to work with women I need to start something, I need to start um, like a domino effect where we need to start loving ourselves um, so that we don't get into the situation that I got myself into. Yeah, I mean, wow, like just so powerful. I have goosebumps like the, for the last five minutes you were talking. <laughs> I just, um, you know, I cannot imagine the thoughts running through your head when that happened. It's just like you freeze, right? When you're in the hospital and the doctors are telling you, and you're so in this pattern of, you know, going, 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 doing, doing, yeah. doing. And exactly like you said, you know, proving that you feel like you have to prove to, your, to yourself, to others, yeah. um, you know, that you are good enough by doing all the things. Yeah. And that I think is such, it's such a core wound that so many women have that for, we're just believe that we aren't good enough. And it's, it's something that is, you know, indoctrinated into us from 
you know, such a young age with, and, and I don't want to get into a whole uh, thing about, you know, TV and, and movies and, and magazines and all of that thing, those things that are, you know, getting um, put into our brains as young children. But even in, in school, right, we're taught, like, follow the rules, um, you know, fit in line, be inside the box. And <clears throat> as a woman, if we speak up and we're too loud and we're too much, it just doesn't fit in. And so we try to fit ourselves into the box because we're told being popular and being pretty and being loved is the most important thing. Um, and we have to realize that like understanding that we are enough exactly as we are. It doesn't matter what we look like. It doesn't matter what we've accomplished in our lives. Like just the fact that we were born as a human being makes us enough yeah. for yeah. everything that we want to do. And, and healing that core wound is so like it's such deep work. Like people don't realize, like we, we can realize that that's what's going on, but then to actually dig deep and, and figure out where it came from and how do I overcome it and spending the time and processing it. Right. And that's all you had was time to sit and, and process all of that. Right. And it was like, you exactly like you said, the universe was like, yeah, you weren't listening. So I'm going to make you listen. And then, oh, you know, oh, yes. oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. To make light of it, of course, you know, it's, yeah. it's a massive change to your life, but sometimes that's what we need, um, to say, okay, something wasn't working, right. Yeah. Something was yeah. not working. Um, and now you just, you get to do amazing things, right? Like you get to spend so much time with your kids and you are teaching them such incredible habits and mindsets, you know, for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Um, it's just, I I've got, I had my son, but then I went on to have three girls. And I think that as you know, as you said, society and social media, cause when I was young, there wasn't such thing as social media. It was a bit of TV and a magazine, but there was no social media like there is now. And I tell my girls, tell my, all of them, but I tell my girls, especially every day, um, you know, about how amazing they are. Um, and it's never to do with what they look like or what they've achieved. It's like, you're amazing at this. You are brilliant. You just everything about them. I want them to be empowered that they can do anything. They can go out and do everything. It's not what they look like or what their ability are, is or whatever else or you know if they're the most popular or they're not the most popular they can go and do whatever they like because they are enough just the way they are um and i yeah. think not just not you know you don't have to be a mum but you can just be just be a woman and go and say that to your friend go and say that to your neighbor go and say that to your um your sister whoever it is it's making sure that we um we know that we are enough just as we are and we don't need to go and do 300,000 things like i was doing um we are enough and so obviously when I was in, when I was in my hospital bed, um, I had to do an awful lot more um, mindset work on myself. That's what I said. So now I know, I call it a mindset practice now because I know that I have to practice it every day. Um, and that's why, that's why I call it a practice, a practice because we have to practice it every day because you know what? I, I did it at the beginning and then suddenly, you know, like, um, so nine years later, when my son was nine, I had this accident. I'd been doing it at the beginning, but you just get a bit used to it. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I've got nice eyes today. Whatever. Um, and I think that it just got it got to the point where I'd kind of forgotten, um, and I didn't feel that I was enough. So I, we were all enough. We were enough just exactly as we are. Whether we've got a leg full of metal like I have now, um, or what, we've all we are enough, and we are amazing, just because we are women. Yes. Yes. I love all of this. And I love that not only you're telling your girls this every day, right, but you're showing them in how you live and how 
right? Because, you know, they'll hear a message, right? But they won't necessarily resonate with it unless they're seeing, right? Yeah. It's like, do what I do as I say, not as I do, but yeah, you're yeah, doing. They do, and I practice that every day. Um, and they'll come into my office um, where I am now. And I've got some notice boards and I've got an I'm grateful list. Um, and they're on the I'm grateful list. Um, and I add to it quite a lot. And they're like, we're on your grateful list. And, and then I say, well, what are you grateful for? And well, we're grateful for this and what that. And so they're practicing every day as well. So it, it, so it become normal to them. Um, so it's like what we're grateful for, what we're good at. And they're really good at telling you what they're good at as well. Um, and it might come across, it makes me giggle, because it might if you, if you didn't know them, you'd think they were being a little bit um, overconfident or egotistical, but they're not because they just don't know any different. But it's about empowering themselves as well so that they're empowered to know that yeah I, I can do this and my daughter is a runner um and she's she's absolutely convinced she's going to be in the olympics i don't know whether she's going to be in the olympics because i'm not sure she's, i don't know how good she is she is to the core utterly believe believing that she will be in the olympics because she's that good a runner and it's that kind of um that kind of self-belief that we all need but as we grow up we lose and so yeah my 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 mission is to help all mums um so that they can also help their kids that we yeah. have this self utter self-belief that she has yeah and that's so powerful and that's the kind of belief that will actually take her to the olympics oh, exactly right. <laughs> she's going to be in the olympics because she's just watch watch out for it about 10 years um yeah she's, yeah, she's um she's utterly utterly believing that's what she's going to do which means that she practices which means that she can't wait to go to her athletics practice which means that she pushes herself when she's there yeah which means I'll have to, we have to end up buying new clothes every week for athletics but um, right. that's <laughs> 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 so better, she's got better sports clothes than i have <laughs> yeah oh uh, claire i love how easy it is just to get into these like crazy deep conversations with you <laughs> you're my <laughs> people um so if there is any takeaway or one piece of advice or something that you could share um for the people listening today um what would that be i think um the number one is um as i said earlier you can't pour from an empty cup um it is not selfish to love yourself to put yourself first because by actually putting yourself first you're actually putting everyone else first too because you have sorted yourself out. You've, whether that's moving your body in a loving way, whether that's nourishing your body with food, whether that's um, taking some time out um, to read your favorite book or to have some meditation um, because it makes you um, a more whole person, which then means that you can give yourself your whole to other people. So um, you can't pour from an empty cup, whether you are a mum of six or you are a single lady living on your own. You need to fill yourself up um, before you can do anything for anybody else. Very, very wise words. Very true. Um, so, Miss Claire, if anybody listening or tuning in wants to get a hold of you, um, what is the best way for them to find you? You can find me on Facebook. Um, and you can find me on Instagram. So basically, um, if you go onto Facebook, then my page is Claire Ashton Health Coach. And if you go onto Instagram, Claire is C-A-C-L-A-I-R-E. 
And if you go onto Instagram, it's um, healthcoach underscore Claire. Perfect. And we'll get all the links and everything um, attached here as well. So awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. This was a really, really amazing conversation. And I love your story, your story of overcoming and just, you know, the deeper understanding of becoming the person versus the daily, you know, to-do list kind of thing, like the diet or the habits, right? Or the busyness. It's becoming that person, right? That we're, we're all searching to be. And it seems so backwards, um, you know, to like slow down to actually speed up and become the yeah. person, but that's how it all works in every yeah. case, every time. So um, just thank you for being here and thank you for sharing your story and, and opening up with us. And yeah, it was a pleasure speaking with you. It was lovely always to speak to you. Yes. All right, everybody. Well, tune in next time for our next Coffee and Clarity Chat.